0: Hello and welcome to My Favorite Husband from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: It's the Gay Family Series Starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts J-E-L-L Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family Oh, the big red
1: letters stand for the Jell-O family That's Jell-O Yum, yum, yum Jell-O puddings Yum, yum, yum Jell-O tap The okra pudding
0: jell yes, And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning As Liz and Cooper Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers tonight, we find them settle down for a quiet evening in the living room. George is at the desk working on some bank papers, and Liz is busily scribbling
2: in a notebook. Yeah, well, if I do say so myself, this is going to be a pretty good corporation setup for Curtis Plastics. Uh-huh. If Mr. Atterbury can snag this plastic account, we'll catch all the other banks in town unaware.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Well, listen to me, Liz. You didn't hear a word I said. I did too. Well, what did I say?
3: Mr. Atterbury snagged the elastic in his underwear. No. He snagged it on Mr. Curtis's corporation.
2: No. If I do a good job on this corporation setup, Mr. Atterbury can get Mr. Curtis to switch his plastic account to our bank. Ooh. (laughs) Now do you understand?
3: Yes. But what were they doing in their underwear?
2: I will take the trouble of explaining once more, Liz.
3: Don't enunciate at me, George Cooper.
2: Too bad you can't listen when I'm telling you something that might affect your whole future.
3: Well, I'm writing something that might affect my whole future. What? New Year's resolution.
2: Oh, my gosh, it is. Yes. Uh, Let's hear it.
3: All right. Number one, I promise to stop smoking cigars.
2: (laughs) Since when have you smoked cigars?
3: Oh, these aren't my resolutions. They're yours. (laughs) Uh,
2: This should be interesting. Go ahead.
3: Number one, I promise to stop smoking cigars. Mm. Number two, after I break number one, I will not drop ashes on the living room floor.
2: Oh. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Number three, after I break number two, I will clean the ashes oh, up myself. Right. Okay. Number four, I will not read the morning paper at the breakfast table. Well. Number five, I will let Liz open charge accounts at every store in town. Sign here, George. Uh, hey.
2: not, right. Not, right. not so fast. You can just scratch out one of those resolutions.
3: Yeah, I knew I couldn't get away with it. Okay, George, you can read the paper at the breakfast table. Sign here.
2: Just a minute. Let's uh, let's hear the re- resolutions that you're making.
3: Well, you know, it's a funny thing, George. What is it? I couldn't think of a single thing for me.
2: <laughs> Amazing. How about I, Liz Cooper, will keep within my budget this year?
3: Oh, that's stale
2: resolution. Mm. And how about I, Liz Cooper, will not hang my stockings in the bathroom this year?
3: Oh, they're not in your way.
2: Not much. Every time I go into the bathroom, I feel like I'm being attacked by a nylon octopus.
3: <laughs> well, I have a resolution that'll solve that problem. What? I, George Cooper, will not go into the bathroom this year. <laughs>
2: I wonder if they let me keep my toothbrush down at the gas station.
3: <laughs> I'll get it. Hello. Oh yeah? Well, you have to come and get me, you dirty rat. I'll never give you the jewels. Oh yeah, you wouldn't dare. You wouldn't dare. You're afraid to pull that trigger. You're yellow. Oh, you got me. Now what were you saying, George? <laughs>
2: lost your mind? Who was that?
3: Dick Tracy. What? Oh, well, you know him as little Tommy Wood from next door. He got a Dick Tracy outfit for Christmas, and we've been playing cops and robbers ever since.
2: Isn't that game a little advanced for you?
3: Now, George, Tommy's lonesome. He doesn't have anybody to play
2: with. Nobody to play with? He's got five brothers and five sisters.
3: Well, that's just it. See, he's the smallest boy. He doesn't fit in the group. His sisters won't play Dick Tracy, and his brothers always make him be Tess Trueheart.
2: You mean Tess Tracy? He got married.
3: My goodness. You mean I've been playing around with a married man?
2: Look, if he calls again, die a little more quietly, will you? I have work to do.
3: Oh, don't worry. He won't call anymore. Good. He's coming over.
2: Oh, no.
3: Well, he just wants to show me something. But, Liz, I have
2: work to do. Well,
3: go ahead. We won't bother you. There's Tracy now.
2: Well, I'll take my work into the den. And if you're real quiet, I'll buy you a cat
3: pistol all your own. Oh, ginger peachy. Hello, Dick Tracy. I got you covered, prune face. Ah! You miss me. Come on in. Hey, look what I got. A fingerprint outfit, a badge, a gap, and some bracelets. Hey, now, they look like real handcuffs. They are. And it's a real fingerprint outfit, too. I've taken a lot of prints with it. Tommy, is it true that no two people in the whole world have the same fingerprints? Nah, that's a lot of bunk. I already found three people who have exactly the same fingerprints. Who? My daddy, Santa Claus, and the crook
1: who broke up my piggy bank.
3: (laughs) Well, you certainly exploded that theory, Tommy. Now I'm taking you both prisoner. Hold out your right hand, you.
2: Quiet. Liz, where is that ink?
3: Come on, let me put the bracelets on you. I'm dizzy. Let's pass my bedtime. <laughs> go ahead, George. It'll only be a minute. He has to go right
2: home. No, Liz.
3: There. And now your left hand, prune face. Okay, here. Chair. That washes up this case. Well, I have to go home now. Good night. <laughs> Good night, Dick. Oh, honey, wait a minute. You forgot the handcuffs. Oh, yeah, the bracelet.
2: Yes, get out your key and unlock us.
3: Well, what are you waiting for, Tommy? I don't have a key.
2: What do you mean you don't have a key? Liz, I told you some crazy fool you know, thing like... be can...
3: calm, George. Oh. Tommy, Tommy, didn't a key come with a set? Yeah. Well, where is it? It's right here in the box. Now, see, George, you just have to be calm. But those aren't... my arm out of the socket
2: yes we're handcuffed remember
3: (laughs) why did her head snap
2: (laughs) you little monster why didn't you tell us there wasn't any key to these handcuffs
3: you didn't ask me why you little now wait a minute i'll just phone mr wood and have him bring the key over well what are you waiting for will you join me at the phone i can't seem to make a move without you oh
2: no come on
3: now you hold and i'll dial
2: Well, hurry up.
3: Now, just relax. We'll be out of these before... Hello, Mr. Wood. This is Mrs. Cooper. You know those handcuffs you gave Tommy? Well, we were playing, and he put them on George and me. And, uh, could you bring the key over and unlock them? Mm.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Well?
3: George, at our wedding, when the preacher said, Till death do us part, he wasn't kidding.
0: Well, you might say that Liz and George have become quite attached to each other. Wonder how they'll manage when it's time to eat. I wouldn't want either one of them to miss out on jello, especially if Katie serves this harlequin compote for dessert. It's swell, made with sunshiny, fruit-rich lemon jello. Just dissolve lemon jello in two cups of hot water and fruit juices. When slightly thickened, fold in one and a half cups of diced canned fruits and a quarter cup of chopped maraschino cherries. Turn into a loaf pan and sprinkle with shredded coconut. It's a perfect holiday treat. Sparkling lemon jello gay with colorful fruits. All six delicious jello flavors are rich with wonderful locked-in goodness. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. So look for those big red letters on the box. They spell Jello, a registered trademark of General Foods Corporation. J-E-L-L-O. And now back to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband. Well, Liz and George have been real buddy-buddies since little Tommy Woods inadvertently handcuffed them together several hours ago. Right now, we find them
2: frantically trying to get the darn things off.
3: Ouch!
2: Oh, sorry, the file slipped. Am I getting any place, Liz?
3: Well, you're not doing much to the handcuffs, but you've got one of my fingers filed almost through.
2: Oh, great. Are you sure you called every locksmith in the book?
3: Yes, and not one of them was in his office. I don't understand. It's only midnight.
2: Oh, handcuffed. <laughs> oh, Liz, how do you get me mixed up in ridiculous scrapes like this?
3: It isn't easy. So hmm. oh, now there must be some way out of this. I know. I know we can call the police. Come on, back to the phone.
2: Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Not the police.
3: Why not? They can... It's George, is there something about your past you haven't told me?
2: Oh, now,
1: Liz... Have
3: you been up the river? Now, cut it out. Tell me all, George. I won't squeal to the bulls.
2: Look, if we call the police, our pictures will be in all the papers. Oh, I can see the headline now. Dick Tracy captures Mr. and Mrs. George Pruneface. Uh, well, what's the difference? Oh, nothing. Just my job, that's all. This fellow Curtis is the most conservative businessman in town. One line of bad publicity and we won't see a penny of his money.
3: Well, then, let's face it, George. We can't get a locksmith until tomorrow morning, so we might just as well take off our clothes and go to bed.
2: Yeah, and how are we going to get our clothes off?
3: Huh?
2: Well, we'll just have to stay dressed all night.
3: Why, that's ridiculous. Here, here, I'll show you. Take your coat off left arm. Okay. There, now. See? You Get it down your right arm, and then up my left arm, and... <laughs> <laughs> well... I guess there's no way for me to crawl through the sleeve, is there? No. Well, we'll have to undress with a scissors.
2: Oh, now, don't be silly. We'll just sleep with our clothes on.
3: Oh, well, don't be so grumpy. It could be worse. How? Well, suppose we weren't married. <laughs> We'd have to sleep in separate rooms and slide our arms under the door. That would be worse.
2: No, it wouldn't. After the locksmith cut us loose, I'd be a bachelor.
1: Well,
2: well, come on, we we can at least try to get some sleep.
3: George, Hmm? can I ask you a little favor? What? Don't turn over quick during the night. You're liable to flip me right out the window.
2: (laughs) Oh, is it 8.30? Uh, 8.30? I'll be late to meet Atterbury.
3: Why have you got all your clothes on? No. Oh, oh, don't jump out of bed, George. We're still... Oh,
2: Oh, sorry, honey. I forgot we were handcuffed. Are you hurt?
3: No, my elbow always bends back like this.
2: (laughs) But this is no time for jokes.
3: There's the phone, George. I'll get it if you'll step this way. (laughs) Oh. Hello, Liz. This is Mr. Atterbury. Oh, Mr. Atterbury. Oh, you'll never believe what happened... don't, Don't tell
2: him, Liz. Are you crazy? Hello? Mm-hmm. Let me speak to George Boy, Liz girl.
3: Oh, uh, George? Oh, he's around here someplace. I'll call him. George! George!
2: What did you do that for, Liz?
3: You said you didn't want him to know we were locked together.
2: No, it's a good idea. Be right there, Liz! <laughs> now, hello? Where are you, George Boy? I'm waiting. Any minute. I want to look over those figures. Oh, well, uh, is it all right if I'm a little late? Late? This is the most important deal of the year. Tell him you're sick. Yeah, well, I know, sir, but tell you... him you're sick, honey. What's the matter with you, George? Well, I'm sick, honey. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm really sick. Uh, I- I've got to have a little wart removed.
3: Now, just a minute. Give me that phone. He's too sick to talk, Mr. Atterbury. He'll be down there as soon as we get a locksmith. Locksmith? I mean the doctor. He's got lockjaw. Ha, <laughs> ha,
2: You get him down here by 10 o'clock, locked or unlocked, or he's fired.
3: Goodbye. Oh, don't worry, George. We'll get you there. I'll call the locksmith. You go and shave. No, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We'll phone first, and then we'll shave. <laughs>
2: Oh, darn it, Liz. What do you suppose is keeping that locksmith?
3: I don't know, George. He said he was leaving right away. I wish he'd hurry. I've got an appointment at the beauty parlor in 20 minutes. Beauty parlor?
2: I'm liable to lose my job, and you're worried about a shampoo.
3: I'm not going for a shampoo. It's much more important than that.
2: Well, forget it. Let's get out of these handcuffs. You can stem the black tide later.
3: (laughs) Haleen! You don't have to put it so crudely. I prefer to think of it as bringing out the natural auburn highlights.
2: Well, let's just call it Operation Henna.
3: Oh, that must be Mr. Hussey, the locksmith.
2: Oh, uh, finally. You're the folks who's called for a locksmith? Yes. Yes, where have you been? Well, I got here as fast as I could. Had a little trouble. I locked my keys in my car. <laughs> to make an extra set but never got round to it. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: will you get these things off?
2: No, oh, don't rush me, lady. Let me look at them first. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just as a thought. What? They're locked, all right. <laughs> no. Say, hey, these are real old handcuffs.
3: Well, we've got our order in for the new model. Uh, now, will you please get these
2: off? Oh, not so fast, sister. I'm supposed to start on a weekend hunting trip, and I put it off so I could help you folks. So don't get sassy. Oh, uh, she didn't mean anything, Mr. Hussey. Uh, Will you take them off, please? Well, now let me see. You know, I remember a pair almost identical to these. A couple of fellas come in with them on. They was wearing suits with black and white stripes. Well, I know, Mr. Hussey, Well, that looked kind of suspicious to me. Till they they have been to a Halloween party. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh-huh, that was a good one. Now, if you'll just because of... that was kind of odd too, considering it was the middle of February. <laughs> but they looked like honest fellas. Besides, they had a gun in my face. <laughs> Look, how about these handcuffs? We're in a hurry. I told you the story as fast as I could. Let me see. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can open these. Here, yeah, I got the key back to the shop that'll unlock them. Yeah. Back
1: to the
3: shop?
2: Yeah, no, don't you worry. I'll be back here in oh, 45 minutes. Oh, no!
3: Wait a minute. Uh, could you come back to the beauty shop next
2: Are you out of your mind?
3: Don't you see, George, you can't go to the bank with these on. We have to wait for Mr. Hussey anyway, so we might as well wait there.
2: I'm not going to any beauty parlor with him. Oh,
3: please, George. If you won't do it for me, do it for my roots. No. Yes.
1: No. Yes!
3: you're late. I thought you'd never get here. Hello, Sally. Sally, this is my husband, George. How do you do? How do you do? Mrs. Atterbury's been looking for you, Mrs. Cooper. Oh, Iris, where is she? In the potter room. Oh, I'll go in and say hello.
2: Uh,
0: Liz.
3: Oh, I forgot. I'll see her on the way out. Yeah. Well, step in this booth, honey. Okay. Mr. Cooper, would you mind waiting outside? Well, I, uh... uh he you... likes to stay close to me, Sally. We're inseparable. Huh. Oh, isn't that sweet? <laughs> yes. All right, you can stay. You sit down on that little stool, George. Read some of the movie magazines. Mm, okay. Try to get one of the new ones. Sally, I, I just want to touch up a wave in a manicure. Mm. Read the magazine to me, George.
2: Okay. Flash, Biograph Studios announces a new young starring team, Theta Barra and Rudolph Valentino.
3: Oh, you did get one of the new ones. Mm. Uh, get the phone, will you, Mr. Cooper? It's right by your side.
2: Okay. Hello? Hello, Sally's beauty parlor. I'd like... Is that you, George? Uh, uh,
3: no, this is Sally. What are you doing,
2: George? It's Mr. Atterbury. It sounds like you, George. Uh, no, this is Sally. Well, look, Sally, why aren't you down here at the bank? home and they said you were at the
4: beauty parlor. Well, I'm disappointed, boy. I always thought that
2: wave was natural. <laughs> I suppose you're really a brunette, too. Well, look, Mr. Atterbury. George, you get down here right away. Oh, let's go, Liz. Mr. Atterbury is furious. What about the locksmith? It's all the heck with him.
3: What about my hair? Well, I'll I... have to wash the dye out.
2: Well, now, we don't have time. Now, come
3: on. Oh, good heavens, what'll happen to my head, Sally? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on how soon you get back. It'll either be orange, red, cerise, or bald.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. come on. We'll go on the side door. Oh, I hope we're not too late. George, there you are, you idiot. Where have you been? Oh,
3: it's my fault, Mr. Atterbury. What are you
2: doing here, Liz?
3: You might not believe this,
2: but look. Well, I'll explain later, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, can't we tell Mr. Curtis Liz is my secretary? No, no, this is highly confidential. He wouldn't stand for having anyone else around. Uh, we'll have to hide, Liz. Yeah, but, but how? Well, uh... you could
3: put a shade on my head and pretend I'm a floor lamp. Oh. <laughs> I could stretch out and open my mouth like a bearskin rug.
2: That'll do, Liz. I know, I know. Come into your office. Now then, Liz. Get behind the sofa.
3: Ah, oh, now wait a minute.
2: Hurry, hurry, hurry. George, you sit there with your arm draped nonchalantly over the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Curtis won't be able to see Liz or the handcuffs.
3: But it's all dusty back here.
2: Well, you duck down and keep quiet. I'll go get Mr. Curtis. Uh,
3: uh, uh, uh. I'm going to sneeze.
2: Well, sneeze and get it over with before they get here. Uh, uh. I can't. Now, 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 here they come. Uh, right in here, Mr. Curtis. Uh, this is our Mr. Cooper. Howdy, Mr. Cooper. Uh, pardon my left hand. Certainly. He's uh, left-handed.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, let's all sit here on the sofa and George can go over the figures for us. All right. Uh, well, Mr. Curtis, <clears throat> this is the way I figure
1: Hush!
2: it. <laughs> Gesundheit. 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 Uh, I did. I did.
4: Both of you?
2: <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> hey, speaking of sneezing, have you ever heard the story about the fan dancer with a cold? Uh, well, now, uh, as can... it's a little spicy. A little spicy, but since we're all men here, I guess I can tell it. Well, uh, 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 just a minute. Seems there was this fan dancer, and one night, right in the middle of her dance, she sneezed. Uh, oh, wait, Mister Curtis, uh, don't tell us. It. But it's a derby, do? Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: so
2: see, I've heard. It. Yeah, so have I. I haven't. Come on out, Liz. Well. Oh, young lady, what's going on here? Oh, there you are. I've been looking all over town for you two. That's your hussy. Yeah, I got the key. Now let me see them handcuffs. Huh? Handcuffs? Mm. Well, there you are. Free again. Oh, that feels better. You well, I've got to rush now. I'm off on the hunting trip at last. See you when I get back. Bye. <laughs> Give me my hat, Atterbury. Now, no, Mr. Curtis, we can explain this whole thing. There's no explaining necessary. Hiding women behind sofas. Vice presidents handcuffed. Something. Well, you might at least give us a chance to explain. What's there to explain? Two grown people who get themselves handcuffed together must be a couple of morons. But that's just it, Mr. Curtis. It wasn't our fault. It was the little boy
3: who did it. It could happen to you, too. Never. Well, don't be so sure. Suppose you were George and little Tommy Wood put one handcuff on your wrist like this, and the other one on mine like this. And it wasn't until then that you discovered there wasn't any...
2: Oh, man, what have you done? She's handcuffed herself to Mr. Curtis.
0: almost
3: New Year's Eve, so you'll be old man time, and I'll be little baby 1950. A little, little baby music, Wilbur.
4: I'm old father time, getting ready to push 1949 into the past. Oh, here comes the little new year now.
1: Hello, everybody
4: are you saying jello? What? Why are you saying jello?
3: Can't sell anything saying goo. <laughs> true.
4: Say, uh, who, 1950.
3: Oh, you wait till I look to my price tag. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm 1950. And I'm worried, Pop.
4: Why, child?
3: I just got my first look at this world I'm coming into.
1: Ay, 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 ay. <laughs>
4: Well, child, there may be some things wrong, but they're working them out. Ah. They have wonderful new inventions. Ah. And they have jello.
1: Ah. Ooh.
3: Oh, what am I saying? Oh, jello is wonderful.
4: Yes, jello comes in six delicious flavors. Comes in strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. And cherry. I said that.
3: I know, but I left it out last week.
4: That flavor makes you think of the real ripe fruit itself. It's locked in until your first delectable spoonful. So look for the big red letters on the box. Oh, I will,
3: I will. You know I will.
4: And child, you know what they spell, don't you? Uh
3: huh.
1: They spell uh,
4: uh, uh. You know they spell Jello, don't you? Uh huh. And Jello, Jello spells a treat. Uh huh.
1: And Bob, get out of my way I'm in Happy New Year, everybody You have been listening to My
0: Favorite Husband Starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning And based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll, Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Be sure to listen to Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband again next week, presented by J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the
3: big red letters stand for the jell family. That's jell Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum.
1: jell cat- the oak of pudding, just
2: <laughs> the Oh, it's log cabin syrup for my, 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 With that real knotwood flavor, so fine, oh, so fine <laughs> Blend
0: is the syrup with a delicious Northwoods maple flavor. It's America's most popular quality table syrup. Enjoy it on waffles or pancakes for Sunday night suppers as well as at breakfast. It's Log Cabin Syrup for mine, 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 mine. Listen yeah. to The Seal Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. It's the CBS Columbia Broadcasting.